Welcome, welcome back to She Can Talk the Podcast. However, this is actually episode four of the Urban Celebrity Crime Series. You already know how I do. I shouldn't even really be so happy talking about that, but you know, you know. I get a lot of positive feedback. A lot of people, a lot of you all listeners are very interested in what I talk about on these episodes. And some of them are interesting, sad, yet interesting, or maybe unknown facts. And nonetheless, I've been getting a lot of um, streams on it. So shout out to you all. And thank you for the support. I definitely do appreciate y'all. Also, if there are any celebrities out there that you're like, hey, did you know about this story? Or did you hear about this? I'll take a look, you know, send it my way. I'll take a look into it. And we can discuss it all together on here on one of the series episodes. And so as you can see by this episode, It is called the Adult Survivors Act, okay? So if you all are not familiar with it, it has been a hot topic in the news lately across all genres, across all forms of entertainment in the business. And a lot of people been... um, been getting like the light shined on them. You know how they say what you do in the dark comes to light. Yeah. The light has been shown on a lot of these celebrities. So, um, it just depends on what you pay attention to. Right. So you might be familiar with certain situations. So for example, they said a lot of people were recently, um, had the ability to come out and take action against their aggressor or the person who caused them to be a victim, right? Um, in a civil suit, I believe. And this, you know, allowed them to get some type of payback, some type of, you know, justice for what happened to them years ago. The crazy thing is so many men are go- like, I don't know, I don't even know what you want to say. So let me say my disclaimers real quick. Allegedly, right? Until it's proven, till justice is served, etc. But just the way things are looking, it's looking really true on a lot of these people's behalf. But um, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of some, not all. They said since this Adult Survivors Act has went into effect, right? Allowing people to go beyond a certain statute of limitations to file against their the person that basically wronged them, you know, since they did that, a lot of people came out. They said since they opened this up, over 2,500, that's 2,500 sex abuse suits have come out and that's just like and that was yeah like maybe about two or three years I don't think it's been a long time honestly maybe about five I don't know but that's a lot if you really think about it that's a lot just to name a few people that have been hit with suits right and um we, you know, everyone's innocent you know until proven guilty and then technically these are not like criminal cases, right? These are more like civil suits where people are kind of suing for money. So, you know, they don't really have to prove their guilt, I guess. They could just have to protect their money and, you know, whatever. But um, just to name a few, 
And we're going to work in reverse because most recently we've had Diddy, a.k.a. Sean Puffy Combs, um, Jamie Foxx, Cuba Gooden Jr., Axl Rose, Harvey Weinstein, Donald Trump, Bill Cosby, Marcellus Wiley. And right, you know what? With me saying Bill Cosby, this has been a minute that they opened this back up. But yeah, Marcellus Wiley, Jimmy Iovine, Doug Morris, L.A. Reid, Russell Brand, Marilyn Manson, Harvey Pierre, just to name a few. That's, and Aaron Hall recently, just to name a few. Like, that's a lot. That is a hell of a lot. And then the crazy thing is, some of these people, a lot of these people, have multiple suits against them. So it's not like it was just one isolated incident or just one particular person. No, it's like each person has their own starting five at least complaints or complaints. Yeah, complainants, complaints. You know what I'm talking about. Complaint, plaintiffs, plaintiffs. There we go. I'm like, wait, wait, what is it? Plaintiffs. They at least have a starting five of plaintiffs. Each one of those people I just ran down the list. Crazy, right? Freaking crazy. So if you haven't known about this or heard about this, um, yeah, a lot of people have been going down for it. Like, abusing people sexually, taking advantage of people, having people do things unwillingly against their will without their permission. It's not flying in the face of justice anymore, I get, right? And it's a good thing because a lot of people, men and women, have been victimized over the years and scared to speak up about it because, you know, repercussions, also the person that might have been doing the damage is powerful, rich. You might not have any money compared to them and, you know, your word against them, they're like a prominent official and you're like starving artists, you know, bad credit, you know, single mother, whatever, right? It could just, the odds are not in your favor nine times out of 10, in those situations. Right. So I'm happy to see that, you know, these women are getting justice because there's a lot of women and I'm happy to see that they're getting a voice, you know, because I'm going to tell you, I, this is my generation, right? Like, so all of these people, except for like maybe the Weinsteins and the Bill Cosby's or whatever, but I'm thinking of more like Diddy, right? Jamie Foxx, like, you know, Harvey Pierre, like that generation, they're not too far off from my generation, right? So I grew up in the parties, you know, I grew up going to, I can take it back, like when Puffy was in New York at City College throwing the celebrity basketball games on the weekend and he would have like Wu-Tang playing basketball against brand Nubians, would have Busta Rhymes, like everybody was in there and Video Music Box was filming it. And guess who was in there too? Me. I'm pretty sure Uncle Ralph got footage of me on camera shouting out the hood. Yeah, there you go. So that's how far back I experienced and crossed paths with Puffy. Now, do I personally know Puffy? No. Do I, have I had any interactions with him? No. You know, in those days, in that capacity, yes, but no. Not even really like that. Not on no personal setting. And based on his, the news coming out, thank God, right? But um, he's always been a goal getter. He's always been business oriented. And he's always been 
ahead of his time. And I'm, I, I'll never take that from Puffy. That's very impressive. And this part, what I'm about to say right here is not even really about Puffy. It's just about the culture in general. And, um, I've seen like the Motley Crue documentary or documovie or movie about their lifestyle or whatever. So hip hop is not the only misogynistic group, right? We've seen the groupies. The groupies is not new. It's not a new term to hip hop or hip hop didn't create that. Right. We see that we see, man, gospel people had orgies back in the days. And I know some church people might be upset when I say that, but I could pull up the proof because some of these urban celebrity crime series, I'm going to get into those as well. But, um, yeah, gospel people, people that were going on the road. So back in the days, it was like chitlin circuits and then it was the gospel circuit. And they basically ran simultaneously hand in hand down the road, you know, I, I don't know what, depending on what world you're on, maybe down 13, down 95, down South. Right. So nine out of the 10, you would have like, uh, you know, person performing on an artist that previously was performing gospel crossed over to secular. So they're not on the chilling circuit. Guess what? After the shows, they're all partying at the speak easy together. The gospel people and the chitlin circuit people is the same people, orgies, drugs, etc. So is it new? No. Is it shocking? Yes. But is it new? No. And to me, it's not even really that shocking, but whoa. But my thing is this, let's be real. Did we really think that R. Kelly was by himself? We all say like, it depends on who you talk to and what circles you're in, right? Some people say like R. Kelly, deserve the punishment he received and he's where he belongs. That's not for me to debate. That's not for me to agree or disagree with whatever he did was hella trife. And I've seen those videos, the urination stations, ugh, disgusting. So I'm leaving my opinion out of that. However, I always said, I probably even said it vocally on this show, you know, here, she could talk the podcast. Um, it couldn't be just him by himself, right? So have you ever been somewhere? It's a crew of y'all and you have that one person that's crazy, right? Or act wild, or you have that one friend that you know, they about, they can snap any minute. It could be good or bad. You don't really know what they could possibly do. Right. So you try to keep them at bay, but once they snap and once ever they do some dumb shit, half the time you can't even control them. So you just like, man, yo, you crazy. Right. We've been there. We've been there. And then, um, on the other side of it, you know, like you're adults, you, you know, you don't solely like who knows, right. What's going on. But I get it where you'd be like, oh, you know, he was by himself, but I really don't think he was by himself because if he was just, and I'm talking about R. Kelly here, you know, so follow me along. So if he was just by himself, holding these girls captive and baiting them in and abusing them and his people around him, his support system, his team, etc., did not agree with it, were against it. They could have done something. They could have at in the middle of the night say, Hey, chick, get your shit. I'm putting you in a greyhound, sending you back to your mama because you don't need to be here. You know, someone could have said, Hey, look, 
I'm gonna put an anonymous call in to the police because these girls are underage. You know, something could have been done way sooner and less victims could have been, you know, victimized if other people would have intervened. So that's why I always say like, you can't do nothing like that by yourself, you know? Now it, it's gonna be people there, like I said previously, that would be like, yo, you crazy. And you might just say that because inside you don't agree with it, well, what's happening, but at the same time, a part of you don't wanna be the um outside person or the person going against the grain, or you don't even want that type of attention brought to you, like negative attention. So you're like, yo, I'm just going to keep my words to myself. Um, it just brings me back to like a recent episode of rap shit, Issa Rae's rap shit. If you don't watch it, check that out on, um, Max or HBO Max, real good show about two female rappers. But one episode, one of the female rappers who's very outspoken about male misogyny and, you know, just the the way women are portrayed in hip hop, right? And she's has valid points, right? But she happened to be in a setting where she was the minority, meaning that yes, she was a female rapper, but she was a little bit, she was in a groupie, but she was in a room full of groupies and she was in a room full of men that were famous. They were rich, they were powerful and they could do whatever they want to do because it was their environment. And they were treating the women very, very groupy like you know, and treating them very subpar, like they didn't even have intelligence or a brain in their head. And she spoke up about it and said, Hey, look, this is, I see what y'all doing here and this isn't right. And what did they do? He shook up the champagne bottle and sprayed it in her face, wet her up, embarrassed her in front of everybody. So that's the point I'm making. No one wants to be that because if you watch that episode, you can see she started talking to other girls, trying to get other girls in. Like, you see what he's doing? Like, yo, this this is crazy. And the girl's like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to have a good time. And then she turns to another girl. Yo, sis, you see this? And the girl's like, nope, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to have a good time. So no one was really, even though they knew what was going on, right? They didn't stop it and they didn't want to speak up because they did not want to have the a negative attention turned to them like it ultimately did to her. So I understand that there are people out there that will be like, nah, I don't want that negative attention turned to me. So I'm just not going to say nothing or I'm going to turn a blind eye to that. I don't see that. Or I'm just going to leave because this is not my zone or my environment. But, um, too many people speak out confidently about things like what happened with R. Kelly, with Diddy as of recently. Um, for example, 50 Cent, shout out to 50 Cent. One thing I will say, um, he's uh, 50 Cent now, I'm who I'm talking about. He's a very business oriented man. He's very successful and he's very no nonsense, right? So one thing I will say about him that I observed over the years is if he has a strong opinion about something or if he doesn't agree with something or if he agrees with something, just whatever, however he feels, he's going to be unwavering in his opinion and he's going to be very consistent and very persistent with letting you know how he feels. So I will say that I say all that to say is for the last couple of years consecutively, 
he's been calling out Diddy on his madness, you know, saying like, yo, Diddy is not only sexually assaulting women, but men as well. Allegedly, that's not for me to say it or confirm it. I have no dog in the race allegedly, but you can just Google it, go on YouTube. It's a plethora of bloggers, bloggers that go into detail. Plus there's also some lawyers that go in that read verbatim the 35 page deposition from Cassie. So very graphic, very crazy. So I will say people like 50 Cent was very unwavering with saying like, Hey, look, I tried to tell you all be Larry, that dude, do not go to his parties. It's different over there. But, um, he's also a very unique individual because 50 Cent is not really affiliated with a lot of people in that way. Meaning he has his own production company for television, his own music. Like he, he's an independent artist. He puts his stuff out on his own and then he has his own vehicle to drive his success, his success. Like right now he's on tour, a world tour. He just was in like Mumbai on tour and he had India rocking and Stockholm, Germany, like he's all over the place. Cause I'm a 50 cent fan. I would not ever lie to you. We saw 50 cent when he came to Tampa. I want to say it was like August or September, but yeah, we were there. So no lies, definite fan over here. And one thing I do respect about him, he's on wavering with his, um, opinions and that's, that's a solid individual. So yeah, with that being said, there were people out there that threw hints, dropped hints, just like there were people that dropped hints about Bill Cosby. There were people that dropped hints about R. Kelly, you know, and in some circles, depending on who you spoke with or how knowledgeable that circle was or how in the circle was, you can hear some really interesting stories, you know, it's not my place to say it, but you can Google some or you can ask around, you know, it's up to you. But, um, the thing that I want to say, and really why I call this episode, the adult survivors act and not really focus it on R Kelly or Diddy or, you know, um, Aaron Hall or anything like that. Um, because I just wanted to say like, look, and it's not just a black man thing or, you know, whatever, or it's not just a woman being a victim thing. It's, you know, it's a rampant thing of power being abused, in my opinion, because, you know, these same men are abusing men that have less power than them and abusing women with even less power than them. So it just lets you know, like, you know, it's... I'm happy that the world is waking up and I'm happy that we are becoming more vigilant and I'm happy that whoever, whatever victims are out there, that they're getting their due justice and shining a light on this, you know, for others to come up and speak, you know, some people like, Oh, it's a money grab. Everybody's grabbing money, grabbing money. But, um, if you get technical, if you go through stuff like that or been through something, no amount of money can compensate for it. None. I, I'm I'm really absolutely here to tell you that. There's no amount of money that can compensate and make you feel like, you know what? We're good. Like, okay, I got 30 million. I f all of a sudden f don't need to remember. I, I forgot all of the assault now. No. People could wake up out of cold sweats, PTSD, just like how people wake up 
or like say if a firecracker or, you know, fireworks go off, a person that's been to war might get traumatized and go crazy real quick. The same thing can happen to a person that's been through a, a sexual assault. You know, you can, it can bring back PTSD. You know, you can see, imagine all those years seeing your, what is the aggressor? I don't even know the proper word. Your predator, your aggressor, um, being successful. And in some cases, victims, you know, don't come back from it. You know, they're not able to recover. They're not able to be regular working, taking care of themselves. People, some of them have mental issues. Some people become homeless because, you know, they can't take care of themselves because the weight of their, the victimization, just, they can't live day to day. I remember there was a, a video girl. I'm going to, I'm going to get her name. Give me one moment here. Okay. Yes. I got her name, but you know, it's so crazy. I just did a quick pause because I seen her documentary or like a video on her recently. But, um, when I just went to Google it, you would, oh my God, it was so many that popped up. Not in addition to the woman that I'm looking for, so many popped up, but in particular, I wanted to talk about, um, or just mention like how, you know, going through stuff like this and being exposed to it in the industry on top of it can leave a traumatizing effect on the victim. You can Google it. It was a a dancer, a beautiful girl named Susie Perez. She's Dominican and Puerto Rican from New York, right? And she used to like dance and model. She was dancing with JLo. She was like in different people's videos. If you look her up, right. And you look at her pictures, you would be like the before and after you'll be like, no, not the same person. But what happened to her? She was a sing, uh, um, dancer. She was modeling. Um, some men raped her like five or six men attacked her and raped her at the height of her career, you know, when she should have been protected, when she should have been, you know, valued and respected. They just saw her as being sexy and being a sexy dancer and assaulted her and raped her. After that, um, what did she do? She couldn't cope with life after that because like I said, PTSD, like the, you're, the aggressor could move on for that. That was a sport for them. That was fun. Ha ha ha. High five. Move on to the next. But the person who was on the receiving end of that trauma is now a victim for life, scarred for life. And in some cases, like Miss Perez can't even cope with life. She became addicted to drugs. She had a child, couldn't even take care of her child. She became homeless and lived on the street. I do want to say like at the time of me reading the article and at the time of me giving this episode, I want to say she is doing better, but, um, it was a long road. And she tells you that that's what happened. And she could not go back to modeling and dancing and doing things that she loved, that she was talented at. Because some men took her dreams away. And that was all around that time. Like the 90s. Yeah, that was the same time frame. Now, she never named her aggressors. And it's sad because hopefully, you know, if she could have, maybe she would have gotten some justice on it. Who knows? It's a wicked world we're in. But it's a lot 
of victims out there that can't cope. So when people say, oh, it's a money grab, they just trying to get money. You know what? I don't care. Let them get the money because half of them still got to uh, not have to, but still unfortunately are reliving it daily in their head. You know, it's trauma. So, you know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't wish, I don't fault anyone trying to seek justice for their, any type of transgressions or negative transgressions that were done against them. I don't at all get, get it. You know what I'm saying? Go for it and seek justice. Um, so Diddy recently was hit with multiple after Cassie that opened up the door for other women to spec to step forward. And that did a segue into one of the civil suits, including Aaron Hall. And you heard me mention him a few times throughout this episode here, because let me tell you, honey, I've never personally encountered him. And thank God, you know, I probably would have been, you know, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn or nothing like that, but especially younger back in those days. And I was naive. I probably would have been right on his radar, but thank God that wasn't the case. And I loved Aaron Hall. So I would have probably God forbid with my young dumb self been happily on the radar. So I digress, but, um, God protects fools and babies. So there you go. But, um, I used to always hear stories about him. If you're not familiar with him, you know, for the people that are not in my generation or whatever, um, he was in a group called Guy. A more popular group member is Teddy Riley, who moved on from then. And, you know, he did Black Street. He did um, a couple of other different things. And he just propelled himself into music icon, right? So the other group members were Aaron Hall and his brother. I just remember him being Crazy Legs. I forgot his real name right now to escape me, but he used to be dancing and had the crazy legs. So anyway, um, Aaron Hall was the lead singer of Guy. And if you go listen to that album, still, it's a classic. If you go on my Colleen Eat Wings page, just a few weeks back, I used one of those songs for like one of my food posts because I, I love Guy. I love the music, I should say. But um, over the years, from the 90s up to present date, it has always been a lot of sketchiness with um, stories about him. Now, let me throw in my allegedly right here because it's a lot, but I'm not going to go all deep into it. But we're going to start there. Recently, his the mother of his child came out and she was a video vixen, a very popular video vixen back in the day. You know, she used to dance with Luke and, you know, Luke from Miami, don't stop, get it, get it. And then she did, um, then she got into a relationship with Aaron Hall. So, you know, especially when you're younger and, you know, me, like I said, naive watching videos on TV, I'm thinking anyone on TV is grown they're of age. Not in a million years am I thinking like, these girls are my age. These girls are in high school. Like I have a, a, a legit curfew, but they're out in the club with Aaron Hall and R. Kelly. Okay. I'm a, I'm not a, I'm not a cool kid, you know, but I'm not, I'm happily, I'm happy. I was not a cool kid. Let's put it like that. But, um, 
So Gloria Velez, come to find out her and I are close in age. So that means she was really young in those videos in the clubs and more significantly in that relationship with Aaron Hall. She was on, I don't know, Vlad TV, but you could just Google it, YouTube, find it recently. And she spoke about her time in her relationship with Aaron Hall briefly. And my opinion, that's my disclaimer right here. My opinion I feel like the energy as she spoke, she's well composed, you know, very poised and a beautiful woman, by the way, I might add. Um, But I felt like she was holding in a lot, maybe like a lot of abuse, a lot of things that she's just like, you know, I'm not going to speak about it. And I get it. But because sometimes, you know, as you're speaking about it, you're reliving it. And I get it. You don't want to do that. But the energy I got from her, this was before the civil suits and all this other stuff. The energy I got from her was like she's been through some uh, uh, emotional roller coaster of bullshit in the industry. Not just with her son's father, but the industry. So that's one thing. You know, she was 16 when she started dating the 30 year old Aaron Hall. Fun fact. Just off to the left real quick before I forget. Aaron Hall and Guy came out first, right? And back then you had like Michael Jordan, Aaron Hall, and a couple of other bald-headed, dark-skinned, good-looking men, right? In that time frame. And um, surprisingly, ironically, R. Kelly was not bald-headed. Back then, when he came out with a song called Vibe, not Krishan's Vibe, R. Kelly's Vibe. He was like R. Kelly and the announcements, I think the name of his group was. And if you look it up, and I could be wrong, he either had a low cut or cornrows, but he had hair. And then a couple of years passed and he decided to go solo and he left his group, the announcement. And then he dropped his solo album and he looked eerily similar to Aaron Hall on the cover. Like Aaron Hall had, he had like a signature cane. He was known for like, you know, you could see him if he's not in a suit, then he was in like some like baggy pants with the boots, like no shirt with a leather vest on the nineties, you know? That was his, that was like his mode, his style, his swag, ball head, you know, sexually aggressive. That was his style. Then came R. Kelly and it looked like they were twins. And then it was like, now nah, if we're going to go down to the finite, R. Kelly is slightly cuter. And it was over. R. Kelly took his style and... You know, it's up to whoever's opinion. My opinion is I think R. Kelly, they're both great singers. That's my disclaimer. But R. Kelly might have a little notch up as far as the singing skills over Aaron Hall. They're both great. But I think I would pick R. Kelly, me personally. And um, so I think that helped him out too with taking the style. So he took Aaron Hall's style, the image of him, and ran with it. 
and ran so far with it that everyone forgot about Aaron Hall. My opinion, but I'm not lying. You can, if you go look what I shared with you on that fun fact, you'll be like, huh, that is interesting. And you could even see like when he dropped that album, a lot of critics and reviewers at the time was like, he looked like Aaron Hall. Like, did he bite his style? Who came first type of thing, right? But he did it so great that it was not even a question or a debate anymore. It was like R. Kelly, the legend. But now, here I go. This is how my mind works. Hit blunt. <sighs> nah, but he's joking. But um, did what else inspired R. Kelly to take Aaron Hall's style, right? Because um, recently, an eight-year-old interview that Aaron Hall did on Vlad TV, like different excerpts of the interview are popping up all over social media making this civil suitcase against him and Puffy very strong. In one video, he says, you can ask Jodeci, you can ask Puffy, all them niggas see me fuck. Because I like to fuck in front of people, quote unquote. Not my words, I'm paraphrasing Aaron Hall, but you can look it up. And that's that's not even half of the energy you gotta you gotta watch that video it's very aggressive very nasty very very distasteful right and he mentions his ex-girlfriend Gloria Velez and he mentions how he met her she was with a guy that she was dating he took her and then like you know had her for three days and then after that that was his so just listen to those conversations, right? And as an, a, a grown woman who's been through romance, who's been through heartbreak, who break, you know, who's, once again, let me say that again, as a grown woman who's been through romance, romance and has been through heartbreak and know what I like and what I don't like, you can look at him with discernment and say, he's not for women, and I don't mean that sexually or anything. I don't know in what capacity he's for women because having sex with women just strictly and I'm beating the brakes off of her or I'm breaking the pussy and being aggressive and angry when you talk about something as precious as a woman doesn't make me feel like you like it too much or us too much, you know? And, um, and, and what happened to you, right? That caused that aggression and caused you to, to think like this, because I'm a firm believer. If you, you know, take the children's youth away from them early, meaning if the child is abused in any capacity that can stunt their growth to maturity, it could slow it down. It could stun it completely. Right? So imagine sexual abuse on a child, right? They're going to grow up thinking sex first, right? Like everything revolves around sex and I, and then the aggression that they have towards it could be mixed in with their confusion and the emotion of the abuse they experienced as a child. And they never had the ability to walk through that, talk through that or heal from that. Right. And then. Now the victim becomes the victimizer, right? 
So I that was a vibe I got just watching like that 10 minute video of dude going crazy about, you know, all the dudes that see them fuck. And to me, I felt like Aaron Hall was more excited about the men watching him fuck or excuse me, have sex versus the woman. The woman was just a prop in his whole shenanigans. That's what it seems like. Then couple that video with what Cassie described and her 35 page deposition, which, oh my God, whew, I'm still traumatized and I didn't even hear all of the details. Okay. But, um, she mentioned how Puffy liked to watch and how he would instruct and whatever that coupled with Aaron Hall saying, ask Puffy, he seen me have sex, you know, lets me know that there was a, it's a whole gang. <laughs> They're all in it together. And that goes back to what I said earlier when I used R. Kelly as an example and said, there's no way possible that R. Kelly was able to do and abuse those women and those girls without the help of others. Because if you were doing that by yourself and everyone else thought you were wrong, everyone's not going to be brave enough to speak up, but at least one person's going to take an action and speak up or at least another person is going to take an action discreetly and let some type of authority or someone that can strongly stop this know what's going on, right? So if you have people there that know, but it took years for the rest of us to find out, then that means there's a hell of a team around this individual that's cleaning up and protecting them, you know? And that goes... That goes so far and wide because you've seen it so many different times from so many different aspects. You know, like there's a show, there was a whole show with Kerry Washington about basically scandal, basically cleaning up the presidential scandals, right? And any type of hiccups, any type of, you know, extramarital issues, political issues, hey, we'll clean it up for you. They had a whole team in place and that's what the show was about. You know, a couple of episodes back before I started doing the actual crime series, I talked about um, Marvin Gaye. And this is all alleged, but it's out there that they said, you know, a lot of people speculate that Marvin Gaye was a serial killer. I have a whole episode on it. You can go back and check it out. But um, yeah, if you believe the theories that people put out there, he too had a team of people around him that cleaned up the mess, that knew what was going on and cleaned up the mess, you know? And um, that's deep, you know, that's deep because that means that there's a lot of people involved, you know? So yeah, get, get your money, get your reparations because it's crazy out there. So so yeah, back to that. They have like a lot of lawsuits and I know I, I want to say Thanksgiving was the last day that people were able to file or the day after Thanksgiving 
to file or, and you know, and it would expire. So you've seen a lot of last minute suits dropping and it's crazy. Like, yo, because to me, I feel like even if you, um, you know, win and you don't have to pay the money or whatever, it just kind of make you look a little side eye, like, Hmm, what y'all be doing? What's really going on in Hollywood and in entertainment, right? So there you go. So, um, yeah, like it's not my place to be like, oh, I told you, I agree. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I always say that it is harder for women in this industry than it is for men. And I, I had a whole episode not that long ago talking about female MCs and saying how like it was a lot of gatekeeping for years. I've been victim of that where they're like, oh, write a song about sucking dick. Write a song about how wet your pussy is. And very, and have no um couth or no second thought with making this suggestion to you. Like no lack of respect when, when talking to you, like, Hey, you should write a song about how wet your pussy is. Like what? Who the fuck? Who do you think I am? You know? But, um, it's become so blatant with the disrespect lately that it's almost like the norm. It is the norm at this time. Right. And then you're seeing a lot of fans and a lot of consumers and even, entertainers themselves are tired of it. Like we're over-sexualized. There's lack of content. When are we going to get out of this era of, of the music, of the entertainment? And, um, and I said then, and I'll say it again now that it's not our fault. And it's not even this new generation's fault, to be honest with you, because if you have all of these sexual suits coming out and all of these aggressively sexual incidents, that happened over the years, then what? Like, are you, are you shocked? Are you shocked at the music that's coming out right now? Are you shocked at the lack of quality of music? Cause it's just kind of like, you know, like what I was saying with my opinion on Aaron Hall's lack of romance in his mind, banging a woman out to her vagina is in pain is making him masculine. And he did his part, but even though ironically he may sing a love song to you, there's nothing in his DNA that gives off that he's a romantic type of person based on the stories out there, right? So it's interesting. It's interesting to know. So I just want to bring up one more thing because I'm not really trying to, I'm just kind of shocked because, you know, things come out or whatever. But even Patra, Patra, shout out to Patra. I love her. I follow her still to this day. She has a Caribbean restaurant in Jamaica, which is on my bucket list. As soon as we get to Yard, I want to go to her restaurant, taste some food up, and post it on Clean Eat Wings. So 2024 bucket list. But um, shout out to Patra. Dope singer, dope MC. She was one of the first and biggest commercial crossovers from reggae into American music and in particular, even to the rap scene. Like she got Tupac in her video. She got songs with, you know, heavy D like, you know, she was the reggae girl of the nineties. She even had a song with Aaron Hall, you know, which brings me to this segue. So recently, allegedly, let me put that out there. Recently, 
it's come to my attention that they said she kind of removed herself or fell back a little bit from the music industry after a particular incident that she had with Aaron Hall. In light of everything else right now, I wouldn't even doubt it. And, you know, I hope that's not the case, you know, and I hope that it's just rumor because, you know, she is a dope artist and she can drop anytime she's ready, in my opinion, and come back out. But um, I hope that that didn't stop her. I hope there was, I hope it's just a rumor and that didn't happen. If it did happen, I'm sending you prayers and love, Patra, because men ain't shit, especially in this industry out here. You be coming, trying to talk about you rapping and the niggas want to talk about, you know, give me head. It's crazy out here for us as women, you know what I'm saying? And people don't see that and see what we go through. So it's hap- I'm happy that, um... Things like this are coming to light. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of dudes out there that they should be lucky and thank their lucky stars that they're either broke or don't have any assets because they ass would be on the chopping block too. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's a crazy world out there. But I'm hoping that all of this awareness that's happening and taking place would put another layer of protection in place for women, not just women in the industry, but women everywhere, you know, like a little bit more respect, a little bit more protection, a little bit more consideration of like, Hey, this is a woman. That's a woman you're talking to. Like, nah, I don't chill. What you doing? You seeing a dude trying to bend a girl over and, or look like he's about to do some crazy sexualness. Nah, chill. What you doing, bro? Like, because it's, it's a lack of them. You know, and a lot of people will put it on the woman. Now, don't get me wrong. I personally have seen some women that are sexually liberated and they do what they want to do. They're like, yo, I did three dudes in an hour. Like, whoa, okay, that's your body. You do you. I've seen women like that, just like men are like that, you know. But um, let them be a willing participant, you know. Let them be down. And then also with that, even if old girl might've been down with you last week, you know, maybe she's like, nah, I don't know your friend and I'm not trying to be up in here with you and your boys. No, it's a no. Don't be like, man, bitch, you was freaking last week. Give it to me, bend me over. And like, don't do that. Like respect still needs to be given to people. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like a lot of that. It kind of reminds me of, you know, I just spoke about that a couple of weeks ago, but like, you know, Dwight Howard, his scenario is kind of the same thing. And a lot of people, you know, laughed at it, thought it was funny, but it's really not. You know, if someone's coming to chill with you, if someone's willing to participate in activities with you, still respect them if they say no. You know, like, hey, because everyone has the ability and the right to change their mind and and has and deserves the right to be respected, you know. So, yeah, it's like man or woman, respect them, you know, and, and stop that madness. You know, I remember and I might be telling my age here, but I remember when I was in high school and the 
big thing back in those days was like, you know, when we knew a movie was coming out, you know, we said, oh, we're going to all meet up at such and such movie theater and we're going to all go see the movie, you know, and be rowdy as fuck, but we're going to be in a movie. So Juice came out. Juice had the illest soundtrack for that time frame for me, you know, and um, yeah, I was like... I was a kid, but you know, I'm in the movie theater, I'm hype with my friends, and we're watching Juice, and Juice changed my life, Tupac was in Juice, you know, Omar Epps, like, all the legends, all the classics, the songs, Keith Sweat, Aaron Hall, like, everyone, everyone that you could think of was on the soundtrack, and um, Aaron Hall had a song called Don't Be Afraid, which you already know my segue. That's how I'm going to end the episode today. But let me tell you about that song real quick. When that song dropped back then, this is pre-internet days, right? So gossip and speculation and you know how the rumor mill was. It still was there. Things still went viral, but in a different way, at a different pace or whatever. But word on the curb back then was that the song was about rape. No lie, no bullshit. Like, I don't know how many other people in my age group remember that, but um, we was trying to figure out what the hell is he talking about on this song? So, you know, he, you know, he tells the girl, you know, this is your first time. Don't worry about it. I'm going to turn off the lights. Like, don't be afraid of me. Like, I'm going to pull up these lyrics for you. I'll be right back. You know how I do. So, eerily, he starts the song out with a prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray my Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray my Lord my soul to take. Right? So, we know that prayer. That's like a very common, very popular prayer among all, you know, divisions of Christianity, I would say. Right? So, then... In my opinion, it doesn't gel with the rest of the song, but okay, I digress. So from there, the next couple of bars, he says, you'll be saying daddy to me. Boy, please don't hurt me. This is my first experience, baby. Make it feel all right. Don't worry, baby. Okay. So he's telling the girl that she's going to be saying to him, daddy. And she's going to be saying, please don't hurt me. And this is my first experience. So just reading that lets you feel like he's taking a girl's virginity, right? And me back then, I was like, okay, so he's telling the girl, don't be afraid because it's her first time. Okay. So then um, we go down to, we pass the hook. The hook is saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, baby. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, girl. Then he goes, when I lay you down tonight and I squeeze and hold you tight, everything will feel all right. Don't be afraid, baby. When you start to scratch and moan and your problems are long gone, let it happen right now. Don't be afraid, girl. And then he goes, now I have you all to myself. You can put all the other guys on the shelf. No need to run. No need to hide. All the doors are locked, baby, and I have you inside. 
you can yell and you can hit me. It just makes me horny. Ain't nothing but a love thing, baby, between me and you. So give in, baby. Don't worry about a thing. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Back to the hook. Then the bridge. And I know, you know, don't don't come for me, Heron, because I'm a, I, I'm, musically, I'm a fan. Ethically, not so much. But um, he goes, when I get through with you, there's nobody else you'll want to go to. I put all men to shame. Remember, baby, this is all a nasty man's game. Oh, I'm not even going to go to the rest of it. But um, that was a lot, right? That was a lot. And then when you think about it, at first it starts out innocent enough with the prayer. Then he says, like, you'll be saying, Daddy, it's me. That's still not that bad, right? Still not that bad. Um, Because you're thinking in the context of, like, okay, it's a girl losing her virginity. But this is how we perceived it back then as teenagers. Not only was he taking this girl's virginity, she was a young girl. So you're going to be calling me Daddy. I'm your new Daddy. And um, I got you locked in a room so you can't run, you can't hide, and I'm about to have my way with you. What? What romantic song do you know says, I locked the doors, <laughs> I got you inside, and you can yell, you can scream, that's just going to make me horny. That sounds like a predator, Right? So I don't know if anyone would use the lyrics, you know, like if it's like rap, because rappers, lyrics get used all the time in the court of law. So I don't know. But once again, these are not criminal cases. These are civil cases. So I don't know if this stuff will even have a leg to stand on in those realms. But um, interesting, to say the least, is what I say. I say it's interesting that... um, all this is coming out and then it's almost like hiding in plain sight. If you're looking at lyrics, um, 50 Cent, I say he has supreme intel right now because all you got to do is just go over to his page. He's having a field day with Diddy and he's pulling out so many things that make you feel like this doesn't look good. Maybe it is true, right? So we're all up to having, we're all everyone's subject to their own opinion. And I'm not here to sway your opinion. I just wanted to talk about it overall. Like, you know, so because for example, not only Harvey Weinstein, but Epstein, you know, he's he was affected by this and was persecuted by this prior to his, you know, mishaps in prison. Um, Weinstein, Russell Simmons went to Bali because of people trying to have civil suits under the, under the same act towards him. So it's not just affecting hip hop per se. It's not just affecting one race per se, right? It's a man thing. It's a man thing. Ironically, and keep me honest because I'm not looking honestly. And I do remember the Amber Heard case with Johnny Depp. I agree. Johnny Depp should have won that she was on her BS and she was full of it. Um, but other than that, I haven't heard any cases involving women doing the latter. I heard Vic Mensa was recently vocal about Tiffany Haddish 
you know, groping him and making him feel uncomfortable several times. Um, I don't know if he went civil with that, but um, actually going civil and is on docket in courts with depositions. It's a lot of men, you know, and men have a lot of power, not just in, the, not in entertainment, but politics, corporate America, the world, men have power. And for so long, women have been looked at, looked at as a secondary, just byproduct of that power. They don't view them as like having real substance of power or influence. But we do know that's not true. We know that there's prime ministers that are women, you know, elected officials, queens, etc. CEOs, lawyers, the list goes on. However, we also know a lot of influence lie with men. So it's it's interesting to see where we are at today in 2023. And I just want this whole movement to not be met with resentment, you know, because it's so easy and for so long have been easy to blame the girl, you know, you shouldn't have did that. What were you doing over there? Why it took you 10 years to, to realize you were a victim? You know what I'm saying? You just don't know how people respond. Sometimes you could be in a moment and not even realize you're the victim, Sometimes it's not until you're like 10 years removed from the situation and literally living a different life and experiencing a better life to realize the previous one was shitty and you were a victim, you know, sometimes you have to heal a little bit to be, to gain that clarity. You know how they say hindsight is 2020. So come on, you know, you ever worked a job and they abused you and then you're like, just going to work, going to work, going to work. And then for whatever reason, maybe you lost a job. Maybe they fired you. Maybe just for whatever reason, you know, you don't work there anymore. And then you got a better job. And you're like, wow, I never knew that you could do this. I never know that. I never been treated like this. I didn't even know this was an option. Because guess what? You're being treated better and you're being appreciated. You know what I'm saying? So you might not have left the other job. Like if they didn't, like, let's say you were working a job, mundane, you're not, it's not going anywhere, right? You're not getting a promotion or whatever. And then they lay you off. Then you're like, fuck, you know, now what I'm going to do? I've been at my job so long. I had it all planned out. I planned on retiring, right? But then guess what? You get hired for another job. That's better, better pay better benefits, working on your own terms, making your own schedule, doing what you want to do, making more money. You might step back and be like, yo, if I probably would not have left and taken this leap, but look, look at me now that I did, I'm in a different place. And I realized that I was being abused at the other job, but you may not have realized it in the moment. So it's the same thing with everything. You may not realize it in the moment that, you know, you're a victim, you're being abused, but then if you are able to remove yourself from it, grow from it, heal from it, then you can look back and be like, yo, I was bugging out. Or you'd be like, yo, I was really taken advantage of, you know? So to all of the victims, men and women, and not only during this civil suit, but on any capacity, if you were a victim, if you've been wronged, 
in any way, and especially the, you know, the sexual way, you know, I'm sending you healing energy and I'm sending you love and understanding and grace, you know, because a lot of people, it's easy to just be like, oh, well, what does she do? What did he do? You know, and even if you were, you know, wearing a sexy outfit or if you were sexually confident in yourself or if you're willing to try a few things and it went too far, it's still your right to say no, you know, and don't let no one make you feel otherwise or make you feel like, oh, well, maybe I did deserve that. No one deserves abuse in any capacity, you know, so sending you all healing love healing strength. And even though I read some of the lyrics to Aaron Hall's song, it's depending on what side of the fence you're on. Some consider it a classic. Some consider it very controversial in 2023. So before it gets wiped off of platforms like R. Kelly, let me go ahead and let y'all hear Don't Be Afraid if you never heard it before and allow you to form your own opinion. What do you think? Do you think Art imitates life. Is it like, oh, please. And just so you know, he wrote the song. So you know how you're like, oh, well, a lot of R&B singers, they have writers. No, no, he wrote this song. And um, ironically, he grew up in church, which is probably what lends to the, the prayer at the beginning of the song. But anyway, you listen to it and you tell me what you think. Do you think 14-year-old Colleen was just in her mind, like very vivid imagination? Or is present day Colleen right? Was 14 year old Colleen right in the present day? And the dude was a creep, always been a creep. And guess what? Birds of a feather flock together. He's not the only one. So you decide, you listen to it and tell me what you think. But, um, until then, yeah, you know, to me, and I want to say this disclaimer, even though for this series, there wasn't really like a particular crime, that was done. And although all of these suits are civil, it's still criminal in my book. It's still a crime against humanity and crime against another person, you know, by forcing them to do something they don't want to do, putting them in an uncompromising situation and just overall traumatizing them. It's, it's a crime. So that's why I put it in an urban crime series. And that's why I wanted to just highlight it as a whole, because it's really not about the one person. The one crime is about the culture. And, um, just someone to say, like, I'm happy that people are getting their justice. I'm happy that people are shining a light on this very distasteful, um, culture that exists or this subculture that exists in the entertainment world, you know, and it's, it's in all worlds, but, um, I'm happy that it's being, you know, exposed in this particular genre or, you know, or field, I should say in this particular field of entertainment and, um, something's being done about it. Hopefully in the future, it will cause people to think twice about, just being reckless with their power, you know, but, um, I'm gonna leave you right there. You know how I do. And you know how I say, once again, it's Colleen. This is the celebrity urban, or is it the urban celebrity crime series episode four, I believe. And, um, yeah, we were talking about the adult survivors act on this one. Not too much of a crime, but a crime nonetheless, right? Tell me your opinions, share it with me, what you think. Also, I'm about to get into Don't Be Afraid. And my hyper, was my 14-year-old mind very vivid and active? Or do you agree? Were 
were these some questionable suspectual lyrics for the time frame and then it's even more so in 2023 right um on that note, I'm gonna leave y'all with it. You know, as usual, if you like it, tell a friend. If you don't like it, still tell a friend because you know, you, you never know. Also, from my lips to your ears, I love you, okay? And remember to love yourself because me loving you ain't gonna do nothing if you don't love yourself, right? And guess what? You can't love me or anyone else if you don't love yourself first. Hey. So until next time, y'all, y'all stay safe. Y'all stay blessed. And we'll talk again real soon. Peace. <laughs>